Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's the day treating you? It's doing really well, Shay. This topic that we're diving into is one that I'm definitely passionate about. I know mm-hmm. you are, so I'm excited to get it's into it. It's been on the books for a while now, and we're finally giving it the time to shine. Today, we are discussing the current state of Watson and crypto and debating whether or not they should be buffed. And that conversation goes so many other places as well. We'll try to keep it uh, pretty locked in though today. Before we do that though, make sure you join us on Discord to chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Link for that is in the description of this show. If you'd like to join the third-party nation and help to continue this incredible community, please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you do, you could be listening to this episode earlier before anyone else. There's also additional benefits like ad-free listening, gaming sessions with us, Discord benefits, merch, private episodes, and more. We are very close to having a video podcast for you all. That's based off of the patrons, so let's make no it out. Thank you all so much for your support. We're going to jump right in as we always do on Saturdays. Let's talk about the state of these legends. Today we are covering, obviously, two legends that have been in the games for a while now as early additions to the roster in seasons two and three. Both legends have been uh, rumored to be getting changes, whether it be a side grade or buffs or nerfs for a very long time now due to the fact that they've been sitting in the bottom three of pick rate for a very, very long time. Developers have been talking about these two legends as very hot topics. It does seem like a buff or a rework is going to be coming for these legends, which is why... We kind of want to talk about it before it happens. And we are hoping something really does come in season 10, even though we've been told something's going to come earlier than this as well, and it hasn't happened. So yes, we're talking Watson and Crypto and where they fit with the current state of the game. And I think we got some fun ideas for potential changes as uh, we try to come up with things and we interact with the community to find some cool ideas as well. We'll dive straight into it with Watson. As of the day of recording, Watson is sitting at a 1.5% pick rate. So that is in the bottom three. And oh my goodness. Let's start with Watson. By recounting the journey she's been on, she's such a fascinating case study to look at. Watson was the first legend to be introduced to Apex that shook up the meta, per se. When Octane came in, nothing really happened too crazy. She was unique, though, in how she countered the way the game was currently played, with grenades being a huge impact and the comp ranked scene really focusing on positioning and placement, per se. Watson, in all honesty, turned into a must-pick for a long time on Kings Canyon, was run in every pro team, and was run so much in ranked that it got to the levels that we described it as You win by seeing who can get their Watson to the end circle and who can get their Watson into the power position. You actually had the main Watson for a really long time in our ranked comp. Yeah, I did. And if you listen back way, way back to the third party library where we were ranking the legends, we talked about her ultimate as being the most powerful. That that thing, just like you said, Shay, repeating what we had said earlier, The only thing that matters is getting your Watson to the end, and then you will win. So whatever legend can do that, that's the best team Mm -hmm. comp. 
because Watson is that powerful. And she's such an interesting conversation, though, because she's always seemed to be able to perform as a winner throughout all of this. You know, we're kind of teetering away from that right now in this most recent season. But at the same time, she was never fun to play. And whether people are like it or not, the meta shifted away from Watson drastically due to so many reasons. Nerfs, new map styles, Olympus being a lot more open, no power positions. We've talked about it a ton. Get your Watson to the end game. Where are you going to go hold when you're just going to have teams coming in from every direction and there's no superior height or big power positions to hold? Buffs to other legends have decreased her as well, as well as the introduction of new ones. I know you kind of want to talk about another variable here as well that I think is a real fascinating one uh, in terms of a nerf to Watson that might not be as direct as people are thinking. Yeah, I mean, the direct nerfs are substantial. The fact that her ultimate can be destroyed by an EMP, the fact that she, the duration of her ultimate is no longer mm-hmm. permanent, that it's only 90 seconds, um, but she can have multiple out and weird ultimate accelerant stuff. All those are direct, but the indirect thing about Watson is that play style has changed based off the maps, like you said. Countering these area of effect ultimates is less substantial less important to getting the win previously the Gibraltar ultimate caustic ultimate that was game mm-hmm. over if you weren't on the on the right side of that team watson was able to correct that flip it on its head and win those games but we don't see that being the case anymore mostly because apex has changed the way that the ring functions mm-hmm. there is no longer such a small ring seven ring eight ring nine now at the end there's a ring six that shrinks all the way into a pinwheel it's very slow so having these big ultimates isn't very viable as an option in the end game and because of that neither is watson because she doesn't give you the protection and you really don't need it that's that's the struggle like we're gonna ask what is the struggle of watson and you kind of said it and it's to the point but it really rings true not needed That sucks to kind of hear, but that's a huge portion of what it is. Her power right now is just very hard to feel and thus not very rewarding. The average player is not walking through fences and the average Watson is not incredibly smart with their fences. They're controlling the entire game with them and getting you stuck in them as you kind of walk through. There's great highlight tapes of people doing it and oh my goodness, do I applaud people that can play Watson that way. But for her, so much of her power is built into setting up and forcing players to avoid her, which is valuable, but you do not feel it as a player. Many high-level players also point to her hitbox and animations as a source of her power, which is just another thing that is not felt by the player at all. Is that okay? Are we okay with having a legend like that in the game where she doesn't feel fun to play? because you can't feel her power per se and at the same time her power is decreasing overall with the shift in meta it's a tough thing it's tough and i can come out and say with confidence that Mm -hmm. is not okay if a legend's power is all intangible Mm -hmm. that's a huge huge problem but i will also say that i am a huge advocate for protecting unique play styles I think Rampart is incredibly fun and incredibly powerful. Because she's not at the top of the meta, she's not the most popular, I don't think that means that 
she like needs to be nerfed or needs to be buffed, I think she has a unique play style. Watson is on that edge. She's unique. It's more passive mm-hmm. and defensive. But That's a great point. Like Rampart is a great comparison because they're in the same pick rate realm right now. 1.4, I think, versus mm-hmm. 1.5. They're right there. You play Watson, though, you're justifying it in your head as she gives me a great chance to win. But you're not ever really feeling that unless you see the we are the champions kind of sign ring across the screen. Rampart, you yeah. might light somebody up with a Sheila. And that is incredibly fun, incredibly rewarding when done so correctly. That's, That's a, a win. win in of itself. Yes. It really is. Very tough. Let's talk about the second legend, though, Crypto. Uh, another one, as of the day of the recording, 1.5% pick rate. There's a reason we're talking about these two legends together. I will say... As much as we're talking about the state of crypto, he is becoming a new rising favorite in the lore scene. His story is taken on in a great way. Crypto is almost the opposite of Watson in that from launch, people have been asking for buffs to make his drone work differently and just make him more relevant from launch to present day, while Watson did have her time to shine. Outside of a real half season of a split on King's Canyon at the highest levels of rank right after the beacon scan changes in comp, Crypto never has stood out as an impactful legend in the game. He had 20-something days maybe, and that was it. That's too bad. He's just different from every other legend when it comes to playstyle. We're going to talk about Crypto and kind of reshare our actual private Mastering the Legends episode coming up here eventually, so make sure you check that out when we do. And, you know, this different playstyle can be a good thing. We're talking about unique playstyles, protecting that right now. You know, if you're a first-person shooter player that doesn't really want to shoot, this is kind of the legend for you. Obviously, we see with pick rate, that's a very small portion of the audience. The community has been just begging for these changes for a long time. We've gotten small things here and there, but it's always been more power-packed into the drone while it's being used. There is seems to be this worry with the developers that if they make the drone autonomous, he will be too powerful. We're going to kind of talk about this in like the second half when we talk about buff concepts. What do you think is kind of some of the struggle around a kit like this where everything is so focused in on the drone with crypto? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we spoke with the lead game designer about it, that that's a real Mm -hmm. struggle when you put every single functionality into one ability and if that ability is destroyed the Mm -hmm. drone you are powerless for 40 seconds you have zero abilities for that long that is hard to balance that is really really hard to balance you put everything into a kit and if it gets countered by being shot or destroyed boom you have nothing for almost Mm -hmm. a minute that's incredible. That means that if that's the penalty for being countered, you better have a lot of power packed into mm-hmm. that drone. So is it enough power to make it viable to put that risk? Right now, clearly yeah. not. The The popularity means it's clearly not he enough. He does not have the power in the drone that justifies the use case per se. There's still so many people that are like, I can't use the drone because my team can't take a two on three. And that's what it comes down to in Apex so often. And Crypto doesn't have the mid-combat abilities, whether it actually be an ability or a small hitbox that kind of he can lean on, that can 
still bring somebody up in the power and win rating based off of everything we know. So we essentially just have a legend that feels pretty pointless at times. That's pretty tough. I think we're being a little like we're being pretty rough here, but that's because I think we both want to see some changes come. And I think it's just reached a point in the community where we're expecting it at this point with these two legends. It's going to be an interesting conversation. We have some cool buff ideas for them. Crypto is so hard because I desperately want him to be more Mm -hmm. powerful. We have Seer come out of the scene. And to take any ounce of power away from something that crypto has is disappointing, you know? And the fact that in the recon category, I would rather have Bloodhound or Seer over crypto every single time. And I'd much rather be playing Valk than playing Mm -hmm. crypto. And I don't even have to go into that. That's how like easy of a decision that is. What I think is too bad is you have a unique play style that is really hard to balance. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it appears that it's being ignored. One example, and I don't want to get too (laughs) ahead of us, but people have talked about, oh, the thing that would make Loba better is if she could get banners with her Mm -hmm. black market. Number one, that's relevant because that takes away from something that crypto can do. But more importantly, folks, this is a tangent now, (laughs) um, that's unfair. Crypto being able to get a banner with the drone can be countered. You can camp the box, you can shoot the drone, it can be countered. Putting down a black market and getting the banner from that, that is unfair. That is breaking the idea of banners and respawn Mm -hmm. in the game. So for those two reasons, it's not going to happen. But it is just too bad that that's kind of where we're at in terms of we can't protect a unique play style. And because it's so hard... We've almost yeah. given up. It sucks when we, like we talked about on Mastering Seer, when we're like a new legend comes into the game and when we're saying that he does something better than crypto, that's too bad because crypto already doesn't do something well enough for other people to have a reason to use him. Exactly. It's a tough spot to be in. We'll circle back to crypto, but we're going to start with Watson buff concepts after kind of going through the state of these legends. Making a legend more fun to play, whose kit around whose whose kit really revolves around the concept of holding down one area, I think is challenging. And we're t- like, it's such an interesting idea of how do you change a legend who, if they come to the top, they will obviously overwhelm the meta. And that's I think kind of the situation with Watson is we've seen her be meta. How do we buff her or rework her, however we want to word it, while keeping her not at the very top of mind for people when playing the game? Yeah, tough challenge. We got some buff ideas. I'm going to read through a couple, and then I'll get your thoughts on them, and then we're going to go with a rework idea after that. So buff idea, remove the ultimate timer. This was originally added to make Watson players think more in-game. Well, there are no more Watson players anymore. So let's make it easy again. That's that's the first thought. Honestly, everyone yeah. was playing Watson. And so they were added this timer. So they were like, let's we gotta make it harder. We gotta make it more rewarding to use her effectively. 
they made it too hard, I guess, because nobody wants to use her. And obviously there's other variables like we spoke of, but this is just one instance of making her more approachable again for the average player. Another yeah. idea, adding more fences to her tactical count. Currently, she holds four. Increasing that number could create some more room for her to play with them mid-combat. I saw somebody say that if you don't have the ultimate, to reach the max of 12 fences is going to take you four minutes, okay? There's no four-minute fights. There's no four-minute rings in Apex. Um, I think we have an issue with that as it is. I have never felt like, oh, darn, that Watson had four fences. Darn it. Like, that, that was too bad. She got me because of that. But if you give a Watson, say, six, say, eight, then she might be rewarded by popping them down mid-fight, having some fun, creating this willingness to use her ability and forgiveness in that sense. Also, I've seen the idea floated around ultimate decreasing the cooldown time on other players' ultimate abilities that are in the vicinity. So those are kind of the three straight-up buff ideas we've had. What are some of your thoughts maybe on here in those three? Any stick out to you right now? Yeah, so the first thing in the ultimate timer, that came into the game, like you said, for those reasons. At the time, I did not feel like that was substantial because, number one, if you get to a place early, you have a a recon legend on your team, you scan Mm -hmm. the beacon, you get to the best place, you set up, you're not in a hurry. You don't need to put the ultimate down in order to speed up the cooldown on the fences. You can take your time, take the four minutes, whatever, to really fence up. doesn't really matter. Also, you don't need the ultimate to be down all the time because if you hear the big uh, Gibraltar mm-hmm. bong and you, you see the big the, red everywhere the, else, yeah. Then you put down the Watson ultimate and there's no penalty. So at the time, I didn't see it as a major deal. But I think what it did was it was a major subconscious mm-hmm. hit where I don't feel confident in using my ultimate. I feel like I have to save this until the last second. we're actually mm-hmm. fighting. And that that's scary because then you're put into yourself in a situation where your ultimate doesn't actually provide any value. It only counters and the little healing of the shields isn't really enough to make it substantial to turn the tides of a fight. It only can flip it once a team kind of does something big. So that's tough. I will say about the fences, I agree. I think increasing the amount of fences is completely warranted. Is it enough? I don't know. But what I can say about the fences are they're incredibly slow to deploy. You'll see very talented Watson mains able to really flick out their fences quite quickly. The fact that a fence is a defensive item that you should be able to fence doorways, you have to place two different nodes in order to have any value. Caustic can put one barrel and block a door in a fraction in of the, the time, area around and it's the blocked, door. straight yeah. up blocked, like crazy. Rampart can put down a wall, and after it builds, you know, you just touch it once, then you can defend it, move, whatever. You don't have to place two nodes. Then you're getting substantial value in the ability to protect yourself, block a door, and deal extra damage on the outside. For those reasons, you should be able to have more mm-hmm. fences. I'm not sure what they can do in terms of countering the speed. I would probably be scared if they went crazy on yeah, the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they put it up to 30 or 40 from the current 15, that would make it really mm-hmm. scary. And 
that might be a path that we go down. But the reason that I'm scared of that is not because I like to go through fences, but because the nodes are so small that in some areas you can place the nodes so that they cannot be mm -hmm. shot. That means that is a permanently blocked yep. space. You can't enter it unless you're taking the damage right now. You can take the damage in a desperate situation. You're going to get stunned. You're going to take a hit. 30 or 40 damage may be crossing the line. You wouldn't actually be able to take that risk. So maybe that'd be good. Maybe that'd be game-breaking. She's in a tough spot. I think she's in a tough spot because of that, like, is it game-breaking? And you mentioned it twice. The abilities are difficult to use. The ultimate, the tactical right now, especially in comparison to the other Legends abilities. And that's not an easy legend to play. That's not a legend that's going to get picked a lot. Here's a rework idea, though, uh, kind of fused with coming from Aberlele and the community as well. Allow Watson to activate her ultimate and use it while it's on her back, creating a much more mobile use for the legend. But also, enemies gain the same effect. So it's not as in-combat ability where your team's just on constantly generating shields. You know, if you're fighting someone close range, they're going to be generating shields just as much as you are. And that's kind of an interesting concept, I think. Next, you could give Watson the ability to deactivate the fences. This is, allows her to use them in a much more trap-oriented way, which could be fun, and potentially not scare away teams from engaging with the Watson. And if you want to fight in Apex Legends, Watson's probably not a character you're going to want to play because she's going to force people to go away from you subconsciously. And then the last kind of rework idea is a random one I came up with, and it is full crazy on the rework, and it's allow her to throw a fence like a spear that has a mini little shock impact to give her some actual offensive ability and it couldn't do anything, but I'm just thinking anything that can add some fun into that kit per se in some way, shape or form. What are some of your thoughts on these rework ideas that have been thought up of by the community? Yeah, I think that the buff and the rework idea of adding more than just reaction and defense, either adding some offense or adding more support by messing with cooldowns or bumping the amount of shields or being able to be mobile with it. You got to do something else because the fact is every other defensive legend does a lot more. One carries a heavy machine yep. gun. One has a grenade. Okay. Like, and this is another more larger uh, idea Watson and Crypto are not picked because they don't fit into the team comp. Right now, you pretty much need mobility, mm -hmm. whether it's Octane or Wraith. Then you have Gibraltar, who I refuse to say is defensive because <laughs> his kit is not defensive. He's flex and extremely valuable. Agreed. And then right now you need Bloodhound or Seer. There's no room at all for Watson or Crypto to be in that space unless we either change one of those three or substantially increase the value of something like mm -hmm. a drone or watson's entire kit and that's the interesting thing i think that the term rework in kind of creates this idea of take away and give back keep it even mm -hmm. i think that there is this room for her to get like say a really big buff and a small nerf and have it balance out. That kind of small nerf is pretty easy, honestly, with her at this point. She's the smallest hitbox in the game. You can make it larger. It's proven to be a tool that impacts the game. 
and that's coming from the devs and upper level players those their minds and those stats showcase that that is an easy way to make a change that does not feel bad for the casual player because of that because they have access to this i think there's room to give her power and more freedom and fun to play with and the other parts of her ability there's forgiveness there as well because they won't just have to say buff immediate nerf if things go wrong and they nerf it too hard and say they crank the 30 or 45 damage kind of like how you were saying and then that ends up being too much yeah i, I mean with watson her lore allows you to be so oh, totally i one of the reasons that we've been wanting to do this episode so long is because i feel like both of these have been let down that they are a little bit challenging to buff and so they just haven't been watson to me there's so many different options. There's the ones we've already talked about, but her lore being an electrical mm -hmm. mechanical engineer, she could do things with shields. Yep. Now I won't get too far into my fantasies <laughs> about that because it seems like apex is going away from faster yeah, heals yeah. and kind of different ways to focus on that, but she could do reses faster, shields mm -hmm. faster, whatever in different ways, but ignore that. She could also do different things with or in the ring. She designed and implemented the ring. That could be a substantial amount of her kit. Be previously, I would have said, no, they're not going to do that. But here we yeah. are today with mm -hmm. Valk. Then, number three, if she's such an electrical whiz, maybe she could have a passive that has to do with the energy weapons in the totally. game. There's the room everywhere. Are with this yeah. lady. It, mm -hmm. Honestly, honestly. I think seeing what they decide to do is going to be really fascinating because we think there's something coming and we haven't really heard leaks or rumors about what it could be per se. And so I'm really interested to see what they come up with for Watson. Before we get into crypto though, here's a word from our sponsors. Listener, that is not the sound of a soda, energy drink, or beer, but the sound of a refreshing can of water. How's it taste, Shay? Tastes good. Tastes like I'm drinking water straight from the Austrian Alps, fresh and pure. I think that Liquid Death for gamers is an incredible option for them looking to enhance their focus and maintain energy by staying hydrated. I am unfortunately addicted to soda, and now that we have Liquid Death as a partner, A, it sounds awesome, and B, it's a can, so I can't tell the difference. I certainly drink a lot of water between the two of us, on and off stream. With the can's gold accents and crisp design, I now get to drink it in style. But why is this water called Liquid Death? Let me tell you. It's because it will brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles everywhere. Also, they donate 10% of profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. It really blows me away that plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore and how most plastic you throw in a recycling bin actually just gets sent to a landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. We are super excited to be partnering with a brand that is conscientious of the environment and with our help wants to encourage sustainable purchases for your health and the planet. So go to liquiddeath.com and get a koozie two-pack, $8 value on us when you purchase a 12-pack and use the code THIRDPARTY at checkout. You can also find Liquid Death nationwide at 7-Eleven and Whole Foods. And online, they're offering free shipping on all merch and two-plus cases of water. Get out there and murder your thirst, third-partiers. 
Welcome back. Let's do it. Let's dive into crypto and crypto buff some ideas. And let's start with the obvious thing. And I want to talk about it with you before I kind of share some of the ideas. Should crypto's kit have more versatility outside of the drone abilities? Or should we double down even further with the drone and make it even more powerful than it currently is right now? It's tough because I, I, there's my answer both. is yes. It really is. My answer is yes, in all mm -hmm. caps. I really do think you should add power outside of it. But I also want to remain a major defender of unique mm -hmm. playstyles and mm -hmm. kits. I love the idea of packing so much power and versatility into a drone. That seems so cool in yeah. theory. If we could protect that and make it a viable option, I would mm -hmm. love that. Is that possible? I don't really think so. So I think he needs something else on top of the drone for multiple reasons. If it gets shot, he's powerless for 40 seconds. And early game, early game, crypto has nothing in terms of support, mm -hmm. defense, recon, like nothing. It's, it's sad. That's where I'm at with you as well. I am of the opinion that if we could make it work where the drone could be powerful enough on its own that he is playable then I would love to do that. I don't think we can. So I'm going to share some ideas to add some autonomy to the drone. And this one is a rework coming from the Reddit user Iteron, who, oh my goodness, created a rework with full animations, video, and everything. I'm going to drop the link for that in the description. I'll probably share it in Discord. You guys should definitely check it out. So here's kind of the buff rework slash ideas. After deploying the drone, Crypto can hold the tactical button to bring up a ping wheel that offers the choice of three auto modes for the drone. The first, lead mode. The drone is called and hovers ahead of Crypto to lead the way while following Crypto's movements. Number two, scout mode. The drone is called and sent out in the pointed at direction. Can be blocked by obstacles though. And number three, patrol mode. The drone is called upwards and orbits around in a circle while scouting outwards. So three options, three use cases. I think it's important while we talk about these to keep in mind that if you're of the opinion that the drone is just too much of an, as an auto thing by itself, while advantageous, the drone's loud. The drone's visual. It glows green. It can give away your position. And a drone moving at a fixed speed in a pattern could be much easier to destroy than one flying around like crazy as it is. I think it's a really interesting feature to kind of talk about. Let's hover on this. Let's talk about this kind of auto drone mode before we dive into the rest of the rework and more abilities. Because I think this is a fun topic to kind of discuss. What are your thoughts on these three modes? And do you have any ideas for other versions of this in a way? I like the idea that crypto could gain intel and some sort of benefit from the drone without actually having to be out of the yep. fight. We've done things like this before with Lifeline. I think that this is in the realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. Without getting too much into the weeds on the different modes, I will say that one of my issues with the drone is its range of scan. Yep. It's really tough to be playing crypto and have to use pings and uh, verbal communication to point out enemies. Yep. 
because you can see them while using the drone, but they're not actually getting mm-hmm. scanned. I think that something that could be beneficial without an autonomous drone mode is just increasing that mm-hmm. range by a lot. Like make it so that crypto is the long range recon yeah. legend. Make it so that if his drone sees something 150 meters away, which is double the range of any other recon mm-hmm. ability, whether it's Bloodhound or Seer, that's yeah. good. Like crypto can't do anything in the close range. So make it a long range ability. Make it easier. And you could, like, if you were going to come at me and say, hey, patrol mode, though, if you can just see 150 meters any direction constantly, that's almost too much. Well, crypto's got a really wide field of view right now. Narrow that down if it's in auto mode or something and have that only be that have that be the benefit of going into it by yourself is that you get a much wider field of view to scan things, essentially give there this benefit of still using the drone outside of the auto mode. I think it's cool. There are also like some more balancing features I thought were interesting that came with this idea was that the user is worried if it was too good, you could have a battery system that could balance it out. So the drone can't just be out forever and it'll eventually expire immediately was thinking of our uh, experience playing ghost recon wildlands playing with the drone in that way and so i think that there are so many good tools that you could balance an auto drone that i think i think this fits and i think this would give him a reason to be played and some sort of competition with seer and bloodhound right now totally passive ability rework idea while in drone view Crypto does not show up on scans from other recon legends or crypto's map room, but while you don't appear on the hostile detected image, the image does glitch out. So it gives away that there is a crypto or something in the area. The player just does not have any idea where it would be. So it's not full proof essentially, and the players can get used to kind of seeing that, but not giving away your position would be pretty cool. And we know the guy's been on the run for a really long time. Seems like he might have that technology in his back pocket if he needs to. Similar to Watson, we've talked about the lore. You can go so many places with the abilities Crypto has with his legend kit. Yeah, I I, I like this, but I'm also very cautious mm-hmm. about it. And I'll say a few things on it. I think that if you scan, you scan. I don't think that if you're doing some sort of reconnaissance that you should be lied to about if you scan an area and it says nobody's there, but somebody is, that means that using the scan actually hurt mm-hmm. you. Like your your abilities are hurting you. So I'm I'm cautious about it. But what I will say is the current state of Mirage mm-hmm. is stupidly powerful (laughs) in the counter recon you're able to scan uh, a mirage who's been ulted life of the party with a bloodhound scan everybody gets highlighted it's complete chaos like it really is there's one tiny little indicator on the real mirage but in practice it's not actually useful seer seer can scan a decoy and it shows a health bar That's wild. That forces you to shoot at the Mm -hmm. decoy, even when you scanned. Like, Mirage is so powerful on the counterintelligence that it's it's ridiculous. And I've died many times Mm -hmm. due to it, and you can tell in my voice. (laughs) 
So if crypto could have something to keep him off the map as a counterintelligence, I think that would be interesting. Having a kind of a glitch out effect may be too hard because mm-hmm. um, I already think crypto is just really confusing and hard for newer players to to grasp. But I, I like the idea of adding more of that. I just worry that you can't go too far because the Mirage state's crazy yeah. with that. My other worry with this kind of rework idea with this one, specifically the passive, is that it's another one of those pieces of power that you don't feel. and. You're, you could get scanned and you're going to be like, oh, I know he didn't scan me, but that's still not as active as doing something productive because right now we have passives that you really, really work with and control. And so I think there could mm-hmm. be an issue there. Some other buff ideas, though. Here's the obvious one. Let's chat about it. Allow the EMP to be activated from crypto's back. First thoughts on this one. This is something that needs to be mentioned because it is the most popular idea in terms of a crypto buff. It's what everybody says. Um, And I'm not sure about it, if I'm being completely honest. I think that it's hard. I mean, you've said that you like the idea of having the EMP on a crypto back in the Mm -hmm. past. It allows you to be more purposeful with it and use it defensively and offensively, being able to jump on people and trigger it perfectly or have people collapse on you and use it defensively. I think what it does is just increase that speed potential. Would that be okay? I'd like to try it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I would like to. I would like to try it. I think my fear, like diving into this episode and looking at it was, I think we're Regardless of what you do to crypto's drone and abilities, I think there still needs to be a reason to go into the drone. And if the EMP is the reason you go into the drone, I think that's productive enough on its own as is right now, if that makes sense. There still needs to be a reason to actually go into the drone occasionally and activating the ultimate to do so could be cool. I'd love to see this on its own if we weren't getting any autonomous drone or anything like that essentially. Here's another idea. Let the crypto hack the survey beacon to reveal heat spots. We've discussed this idea before. The heat spots around the map show where lots of squads are. Great for planning rotation, setting up third parties. We've kind of seen this tech already with crypto's map room. And so we think there is something along those lines available in terms of lore and in-game ability. Would you be scared of this one is too powerful out of curiosity? No, I think this is kind of the idea of long-range recon. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with planning rotations, getting an advantage on the positioning side. I'm totally cool with this. And then the last idea, lean further into hacking. Let crypto hack anything and everything. Care packs, respawn beacons, doors, some sort of secondary effect that crypto activates, whether a door can't open or something along those lines. This is the type of hacking in his kit that I like because I think it's felt by the player. I'm actively doing something with a new passive per se. And that is something that's very interesting to me. Let's you manipulate combat and manipulate the game in a really cool way where it is actually felt. And I think that's going to be one of the most important things when we talk about buffing legends like crypto and watson to increase their pick rate is they need to have that fun and something valuable in their kit that pushes them to be played 
Yeah. I mean, I, you could stretch this idea of hacking to an incredible totally. level. I, I think you could go as far to re-roll supply bins or care packages. Be cool. mm -hmm. Like, I think you could do some pretty crazy things with that. And just like Watson, crypto's lore allows you to get so creative. Yep. Like, you can go into the hacking route, which we could talk about 15 minutes on. I, I swear. Totally. Like, there's so many cool ideas on that. You could also go this route of he is a master of disguise. And so what could you do with maybe camouflage or distraction? You could also lean more into the drone and go an audio route and say, you can use the drone as a decoy yeah. grenade of mm -hmm. sorts that plays various gunfires to try to draw teams in different directions. One thing that I think is that crypto is just too hard. Mm -hmm. I want to play crypto. But I cannot be bothered. I am—I don't know if it's a laziness thing or what, but there isn't the value to actually sitting down and using the drone. Yes, it's fast at survey beacons, fast at respawns. Those aren't really the reasons that we play, no. honestly. You're already like, on the back foot at those points in the game. You're either playing the long game or you're on the back foot. I want actual meaningful benefits and make it easier. Something that I think could be very beneficial to crypto's kit is if you could place the drone, fly it, park it somewhere like you currently mm -hmm. do, and instead of it scanning a cone, it just scans a 360. Yeah. And on the mini map, you could have a highlighted area where you'd have red dots, radar in that mm -hmm. spot. You create that functionality, that's easy. People can see that, it has instant value. That's something that you can do that I don't think would break the game, especially considering the competition with the other recon legends. Well, let's answer this final question we have. Should they be buffed? I think we're on the same page with yes. But your last point brings up kind of this interesting topic I want to address real quick. They're at the bottom of the pick rate chart. They don't have a lot of fun in playing them, so they need to be buffed. We've always said that buffing legends is how you bring them into meta, not by nerfing everyone else. I feel like there is this idea out there right now that Apex is becoming an ability-focused game. And so if that's the case, if people really think that, then continuing to buff would become overwhelming. And so maybe we talk about this in a full another episode, because if that was the case, there's a lot of nerfing to be done. But I think it's an interesting argument. At what point are we giving a Watson, are we giving a Crypto, too many abilities i don't think we're there right now because of what the top legends in the game look like currently but starting to add a uav into the game starting to add you know a movable pylon we start to get the game very influenced by legends abilities and it's been a gun game first for a very very long time i'm very curious what the future of the game looks like in that frame of mind I think that this is something that we've been concerned about for a while. We enjoy the legends, we enjoy the abilities, but we also think the weapons and just the entire gun skill in the game is incredible. You absolutely run the risk of, if you believe like Macro does when he came on our show, that buffing is the way to mm -hmm. go. If all you do is buff and you're introducing a new unique legend every single season, three times a year, you're getting into dangerous territory. That being said, 
both of these legends are on the bottom. Somebody does have to be on the bottom. So that means that as more and more legends come mm-hmm. in, more and more legends will be ignored and not given the attention they deserve. Both of these two, I think, deserve mm-hmm. more. But there's also the the unique situation that these legends counter each yeah. other. Crypto counters Watson. If there's no Watsons, there's not as many cryptos. Mm-hmm. So what can we do to take that out of the game? Because I think the developers agree, we agree, that's not what we want to mm-hmm. do with Legends. That's not beneficial to, to anybody's main. That's not fun. And it's hard to they predict. They should have unique power. It's incredibly mm-hmm. hard. It's very, very hard. And changing one thing then just ripples across mm-hmm. not only these two Legends, but their supporting cast. And it's messy. So giving them each just a little bit of attention, I think is going to go a long way. And it could start with real passives for the two of them. I think the last question we should kind of talk about for a little bit before we get into five-star reviews is, are we okay with a crypto or a Watson meta? Obviously, the developers are paid to find that balance in the middle where someone is not oppressive but still relevant. It's proven to be a very difficult task, though. Somebody gets buffed by a substantial enough amount that people want to play them, they rock it to the top. And so in this theoretical sense, if we were buffing Crypto or Watson, for either of these, are we scared of the meta that it creates in the game? We've obviously seen Watson. We haven't really seen what a Crypto meta would look like, and I don't think a Crypto meta would look anything like his meta if his kit was currently powerful, if that makes sense, essentially. Totally. Yeah, I mean... It's tough because we can only hope to find out with someone Mm -hmm. like this. And it's tough because, like I said, somebody has to be on the bottom. And when a legend is on the bottom, making changes to them is a lot less valuable Mm -hmm. in a practical sense of the word than making changes to a very popular legend. Right now, if you change something about Octane, you would have 15 times the impact on the game than if you changed Watson or crypto because just nobody plays them. So if a, if a tree falls in the Mm -hmm. woods and nobody's around, nobody hears it. So it didn't make Mm -hmm. a sound. It's a major concern when we're looking at these two legends, because what would be enough to make them actually have people come to the woods to hear the change and experience it. But not loud enough, not important enough to completely destroy the meta and make things unfun. Yeah. I think the last thought I will share on this topic is, you know, outside of I think we're in agreement that we both want to see a buffer both these legends. I think you're in a very fascinating situation where I see both these legends as having abilities that are applicable to competitive Apex legends. If Watson rises to the top, I think we will see her in comp. If Crypto, he gets a lot more power, I think we could see him in comp. That's not something that can be said about each and every legend, and that is a scary thing because then you start talking about messing with the pros. Obviously, they have very strong opinions, and you start talking about very serious amounts of money that are happening and what's the most enjoyable play style to watch, what's best for the Apex Legends comp scene to continue to grow as an esport. 
there's so much with these two characters specifically in that sense that I think that could be one of the reasons that they've been held back from getting immediate attention right now. Little theory, little uh, dive deep into that, but I think that's kind of the last thing I just wanted to share about those two. I have to agree. Let's wrap it up though now with some five-star questions. As always, if you want your question answered on the show, leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and we will make sure we get to it. First question coming from Jace. Hey guys, love the pod. I've been listening for a few weeks now and as I have been getting back into the game and you guys have helped me improved massively. My question is, if you could remake Watson's whole kit, what would you change to make what would you make major changes to or just buff the ability she already has also whose heirloom are you most excited for jace i don't think we need to expand further on watson uh but to answer the second question whose heirloom are you most excited for um i've personally been eyeballing uh eloba heirloom concept for a while now i think she is so much cool history and lore as kind of like the wolf emblem that I think you could get something uh, really cool but I've loved all the heirlooms that have come into the game lately so I'm really excited for any of them my hopes are so high for a rampart heirloom. Oh, yeah. it's probably unhealthy I, I feel like I'm going to be let down um, crypto I'm really excited yeah. for I think his aesthetic is probably one of the best in the game and so I would really like uh, to see something cool for him. Well said. Next question coming from M.M. Chand. I've been listening to you guys since mid-season five. I just have a couple of questions. If you could change any heirloom in the game, whose would it be? I would change Mirages to a knife with a silver blade and gold carvings of the great bamboozler himself on the sides of the blades. The pummel would have two statues on his face with it. Also, I think Watson's heirloom should be an electrified fencing sword. She's French, and I think she would love the fence pun. Also, I think the game should add drone skins, Newt, Doc, and Crypto drones that match the skins you have equipped to your legend. You guys are the best and took me from a week one player with 40 kills overall to a pred with over a million kills and 10,000 wins. Thank you so much. If we can be attributed to 10,000 wins, I'll take it. I mean, (laughs) I don't have 10,000 wins, I don't think. So uh, please, please send some of those my way. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, Man, breaking my heart on the Mirage heirloom getting changed. I I like your idea, but the trophy, I don't think you can top that, honestly. It's such a good heirloom, in my opinion, and it fits his character so well. We are in the minority of that. You realize, right? Like You and I I love that heirloom, and it is not liked by a lot of people. Why does everybody just want a knife? I don't know. I don't get it. It's not unique anymore. What's so special about that? I don't know. That being said, though... (laughs) If I were to change an heirloom, I'd probably change Gibraltar's oh. because in the Axe game, I like Bloodhounds better. Fair. So it's kind of tough that there's that overlap. But that being said, if and when I get an heirloom, it'll be Gibraltar's I w- regardless. I would easily change Pathfinders. Um, the boxing gloves I love for his lore. They're one of the only heirlooms, though, that is not run by pros because it gets in the way of your screen. And there's just so many. I think better ones in comparison. So many cool animations. There's only so much you can do with boxing gloves. Uh, so that's definitely one I'd love to be shifted. But at the same time, I do respect and love the boxing lore of Pathfinder. In terms of this idea of drone skins, mm. 
I think that is probably not going to happen. Uh, I think that it goes, it gets away from you too fast, you know, then what do you do for Sheila? Mm-hmm. You know, does that become an extension of the kit? What about Fuse's mother load? Is that an extension of the kit? What about the launch pad? You know, what about the zip yep. line? It, it's like, is everything deployable attached to the legend skin? That's a lot of work. That's like easily exponentially increasing the amount of design capacity mm-hmm. that we have to have. I, I'm also a purist. I like the look of the crypto drone and the doc drone and Newt. Um, I think if you added different skins to elements that were not on a, a player, but were in like inputted into the field, it could become almost pay to win. In I was that literally going to say that. Yeah. That's it, tough. Like what if you had a airship assassin black skin mm-hmm on something like a drone way harder to hit or something like a, a black hole on newt it's camouflage it or something in. yeah you get into really dangerous territory so i think you run the risk of the pay to win and we don't have the resources mm-hmm. it's clear. the closest thing we've gotten is the gibby inspect of the shield mm-hmm. with his uh heirloom but in the same vein, that's on the player. And so I think that there is the ease of that in that way. I think that's a really good point. Turn it in pay to win is not something we want to do. We only got one pay to win skin in Apex Legends right now, so we don't need any more. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, last question for today coming from Red Shadow 7 Hey, I'm a Valkyrie main. Five-star question. Do you think Valkyrie should be buffed on her missile barrage? Buff to Valk on the Missile Barrage. I think Valk seems to be sitting in a pretty happy state. And when we come with tacticals that are meant to deal out damage and such, you start to get into interesting lines in comparison of, well, if you buff it by, say, you know, 10 to 15 damage, then you start approaching Gibraltar range of what his ultimate does and that's a tough comparison in that vein so it's like do you buff damage do you buff the area of people that it can hit I don't know I'm pretty happy with the ability as it currently is right now you've probably played more Valk than me though so feel free to expand upon thoughts I think Valkyrie is an incredibly fun and powerful legend right now she's as popular as Bangalore and more popular than Loba almost twice the pick rate as Gibraltar. So when you think about her tactical, Mm -hmm. I think she's probably good. Something that people don't quite understand about Valk is that she has two tacticals. Her passive being able to fly, that is a tactical. It's almost more powerful than most mobility tacticals. So she's got plenty of power. I'm not worried about Mm -hmm. my lady Valk. She's doing great. I've been enjoying playing her so much. I pretty much exclusively mained her on that second split of Olympus ranked last season because she's just so great for that map. Obviously, she's great for other maps as well, but she fits so well on Olympus. That's going to wrap up the show, though, everyone. Thank you so much. And a big thank you to our producers of the third party, Ten and Corey, who support us as dropship captains on Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Pods. Drop a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod and join us on Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down.
Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.